Welcome to Wrong Voicemail Podcast. My name is Maria Champa. You are listening to a very special edition of the podcast today. Why is it special? Because today's guest is comedian and my old friend, Mike Kaplan. He spells his name M-Y-Q. So if you don't know about him, you have to go look him up everywhere. His website, MikeKaplan.com, on all social media, at Mike Kaplan, M-Y-Q. He's been on The Tonight Show. You've seen him on Conan, Letterman, Myers. You can see his one-hour special on Netflix and Amazon. It's called Small, Dork, and Handsome. His debut album, Vegan Mind Meld, oh yeah, he's a vegan, was one of iTunes' top 10 comedy albums of the year. I just love him. And here's why I'm so excited about this episode. You can pre-order his newest album, which is called AKA, right now. Okay, it comes out uh, May 8th, 2020. I'm so excited to hear Mike's newest comedy. I'm sure it's the best he's ever done. He just gets better and better as the years go by. You can pre-order his new album right now through his website, MikeKaplan.com. Remember, M-Y-Q, or go directly to Apple Music and look him up. What I love about Mike's sense of humor is that it's this combination of smart, kind, and just weird that I've never seen anywhere else. And but that's Mike. He's smart, he's kind, and he's weird in the most wonderful and hilarious way. And he is so eloquent. He is eloquently funny and surprising. And he made me laugh so much during our chat. Most of this is me laughing and him doing like a tight 30 minutes on just the topic of wrong voicemail. You guys are in for such a treat. Mike Kaplan is so funny. Please do go pre-order his new album, AKA, and enjoy our conversation. What are you, what are you having? What are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking yerba mate. Mm, very nice. Are, are you familiar? I do. Yeah, I love the yerba mate. I don't, I don't think I have any in the house right now, but I enjoy it. We always have it. My girlfriend loves it and or like is she just uses it she she drinks she she's a, she uses it she's a user <laughs> um she drinks yerba mate every day and i'm not as much of a caffeine person but we had a different kind of yerba mate that wasn't her favorite for a little while and so we had a batch of it and she was like i'm gonna start drinking this other yerba mate and i was like i guess i'll try i'll, I'll do the the one the yeah. one that you're not gonna drink that much. And so a few days ago, I drank it kind of all day, and I was like, this kind of feels good. Yeah. And then uh, we've been going to sleep at like 4 a.m. Just uh, Woo! Pre- in the in the pre, you know, in the before times, I'd say like sleep was between like midnight and two, and then I'd wake up between eight and 10, you know, like a, a, a fairly standard, like I don't have to go to a place uh, you know, uh, no, no alarm clock. Be like, oh, eight hours of sleep, perfect. Yeah. Uh, and now, for whatever reason, we just been it just little by little. Later and we're like, we're not tired, and there's no requirement, and time seems meaningless. So <laughs> we've just been like, naturally, now I guess we go to sleep at four and we wake up at noon. I actually, I woke up. I set my alarm today for twelve fifty five p.m. Yep. Just to be like, just in case I'm <laughs> not awake for this two p.m. podcast, and I. I did start to get up before the alarm went off, but I did not get out of, I got, I sat up and then the alarm went off. Right. I was like, perfect timing. It's, uh, it's a whole, that's but, allowed. Oh yeah. So the, the end of this story is the day that I drank all of the yerba mate, 
it was 4 a.m. and we're like, all right, I guess time for bed. My girlfriend's like, I'm, a, I'm sleepy. And I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> and so I lay there and I was like, okay, five, five, four forty-five, six twenty-five. 425, uh, I guess I'll get up and read a book. I'll sit. It's light out. I guess I'll go to the Park Slope Food Co-op. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll shop. And then I, I guess I'll do my phone call that's happening at 1 p.m. and 2 p.m. And so... I was up for about 27 hours and then took a four-hour nap. And don't worry, now we're back on the go-to-sleep-at-four, wake-up-at-noonish schedule. (laughs) (laughs) So that was basically a story, Mike, about how your girlfriend has you hooked on basically what your body is treating as crack, just keeping you up. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, now, I I think the the quote-unquote problem would only exist if I keep drinking it all day. <laughs> so this is this is my cup that I have when I've just woken up. Yeah. Uh, and here's, a, I've never need, I feel like I've almost never needed caffeine unless like I went somewhere and I was jet lagged. Like one time I went to Europe and the, uh, my girlfriend at the time was like, you gotta stay up, otherwise you'll be like on the wrong schedule. So that was the first time that I was like, okay, caffeine, do, do your thing. But I've always been in general uh, good at waking up and being awake when I wanted to, but now I do understand this does a different thing. <laughs> okay, just a few observations. You started this story with, I don't really need caffeine. I'm not a caffeine person. And I couldn't help but notice that not once but twice the women in your life have pushed this drug on you. Okay? So just something to think about. Those are observations that I <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you're like... <laughs> Thank you for those observations. And I mean, I think that I don't know if you're it seems like you're not arguing it seems like you're on my side that always uh, I'm always on your side (laughs) if I were it if I were a caffeine person then certainly I wouldn't then there would be no reason for anyone else in my life to be like would you like some right you know it's it's it demonstrates how you know the story is not about how I'm right but uh, (laughs) it's about how I mean also the idea of identity as like a caffeine person not a cat like I don't have to. I don't have to. It's it's a spectrum, right? It's not a. There, it needn't be a binary. <laughs> oh, caffeine, non-caffeine. It's definitely not binary, and I'm learning that as I grow and learn as a human as well. Because I am just like you. I do not need caffeine, and in fact, I have learned over the years that I do not respond well to especially coffee. So I have my Lipton tea, and that is like mm. speed for me. Like I'm like, whoa! <laughs> I had a cup of tea. Like it's like a what is fine for like a, a proper English woman gets me like just motor mouth. Like anyway, let me tell you about the time I went skiing and I'll tell you what happened after that. I went surfing and after that we stopped at the Whole Foods and those are my stories. But I'm just saying like they're um, filled with meaningless, boring things and I'll just keep talking. I, you know, I think they're meaningful, boring things. <laughs> and uh, sometimes I'll like I've been on, you know, radio shows or podcasts. Like if I've gone to a town uh, where I'm performing and they're like, go do morning radio. And then I'll go to do morning radio and then I'll be not performing, but I'll be in a performance type of zone because I'm, you know, doing what I can to be fun and dem- be like, hey, if you come to the comedy show tonight, this is the kind of guy you'll see, <laughs> yeah. except saying things that I planned yeah. instead of just this. It was my voice. <laughs> so- sometimes people would be like, Oh man, like how much caffeine have you had? Yep. And I'm like, 
none. <laughs> but also, I feel like now having it, it makes me even more aware of like, oh, I could, I, I bet, maybe it's like, it's like, you know, Ritalin for people with ADHD or ADD. Like, it's a stimulant, but for people who need it, it actually, uh, it doesn't speed you up like it would for another version. So perhaps, perhaps for us, or at least I'll speak for myself, I'm like, oh, Maybe maybe caffeine or matine, the ingredient mm-hmm. in yerba mate. Perhaps that is for me something that can slow me down, yes. like create an, an internal energy, but at least make me aware of the pace at which I was, and or will be, and or am. Yep. Going. Yeah, and I think that's yeah yerba mate, Mike. Um, I'm so happy to be talking to you right now. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on to this podcast, Wrong Voicemail, Boston Edition. Um, I would love for you to um, just, I guess, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell me what you're excited about right now. Oh sure, I like I like that that all everything up till now was like the cold open. That was the cold uh, open. Ta- we talked about caffeine ta- for about. a tight hour. There was a tight <laughs> hour of caffeine talk, and then it was like, "Hey, buddy, how you? <laughs> Tell me about you. Who who are you yes. anyway? Who the oh, heck yeah. are you?" <laughs> well, I'm a guy who likes a, a really hot cold open. Mm-hmm. A hot a cold open about hot tea. Just a tight one. Um, yeah. Uh, so I. Am, I'm I am I contain multitudes. I am many things. I am your friend. I am uh, a boyfriend to my girlfriend Rini. I am a son to my mother and father. I am a stand-up comedian, uh, at, which is how I know you. We did comedy in Boston together. I started back in around 2002. Wow. Uh, oh yeah. I moved to New York in about 2000. Eight, where I've been living and then traveling to do stand-up from here, many places. I have uh, done stand-up on various television programs. I have put out albums. I have a new album I'm excited about coming out in uh, under a month, May 8th, Woo! 2020. This is so exciting. Uh, it's called AKA. It's my... I'll say I think it's my best, my favorite hour of comedy that I have. Like, I love they're all my children. Yes. But you know how when you have more children, you probably get better at raising them exactly. so that the younger ones, hopefully, I don't know, maybe you get lucky out of the gate. Who can say I'm not a parent? My last <laughs> album was about not wanting children. But this one is about like, they're all my children. The not wanting children was my last child. But this one's an even better child like this one's an <laughs> honor student i've got a bumper sticker for it that'd be fun uh my, my comedy album is my my honor student and i'd rather be driving than raising a child but also i think i'd be okay at it now but who can say it's a very scary world the point is i'm excited about this hour of comedy uh i did it as a um a show in Edinburgh. I worked on it for several years. It was called All Killing Aside, and that's why it's, the album is called AKA, uh, because in these times, it, like the album is very much you know about not killing, about anti-killing, about like non-murdering is a large theme of it. But we thought uh, if we called in these times an album, uh, while there's a lot of suffering and uncertainty and death, uh, mm-hmm. there's always a lot of death in the world, but there's like a different specific kind of death that's uh, happening potentially right now. 
uh, that made it so we're like, oh, I wonder if we called. Uh, so all killing aside, let's uh, <laughs> let's have some fun with this. Con- we're like, yeah. why don't we? So I like the idea of being able to describe the title in context uh, because the context, I think, is something that is very uh, sensible and caring and reasonable. Uh, and also I could understand out of context, people may be like, hello, okay. So like, I, I talked <laughs> talk to my mom about it and I was like, mom, what do you think if I called my album All Killing Aside? And she's like, oh, I don't think killing should be in the title. And I was like, fair enough, fair enough. And it's like, even if you know that, like, I mean, killing is like a comedy term. She's like, it's also like a life term about uh, the ending of life. I was like, yeah, that's true, true, true. And she was like, uh, what about All Kidding Aside? And I'm like, yep, yeah, that is what the title was playing on. And so I guess if I called it All Kidding Aside, that would lose at least one of the layers that made it the title that I wanted it to be. So I don't know about that. I'll keep, go back to the old drawing board. So we decided <laughs> to call it AKA, which is short for All Kidding Aside. It's also for my mother, short for All Kidding Aside. And it also stands for Also Known As, which is what this, it is an AKA. This album uh, is All Killing Aside, AKA, AKA. Also, it's a palindrome, and the whole structure of the album is kind of palindromic in a way. I don't want to spoil the whole album. (laughs) Spoiler alert, it's a great album. Thanks for listening to it. Uh, And that's who I am. Also, a caffeine person. Oh, my God, Mike, I love it. That, like, basically your album description, just like you, contains multitudes. There's so many layers to it. And I can't wait to listen to this because when you say that something is a palindrome uh, and you're saying that the album is a palindrome, I am looking for some sweet callbacks. I am looking for some circular comedy and I just can't wait. Literally, I'm so excited. Like basically your comedy, obviously not only are we friends, but I'm a huge fan of your work. So Mm. I, I love being able to listen to like, Every single album, so great, so wonderful to watch you grow and have um, more about you coming out and more about like, this is what I'm thinking about. This is what I care about in the world. You know, donate animals. Uh, Also laugh a lot, you know? You are able to balance that. Um, Here's what I think is uh, important and vital that we talk about. And here's here's also what I think, it's vital that we laugh as well. And so that's why I love the way you do comedy and I'm so excited to listen to this. And I urge anyone listening, which is my mom right now, to go <laughs> and pre-order this uh, album. I think it, it, um, it comes out, what, May 9th? Is that correct? May, May 8th is when the album comes out. And yeah, you can pre-order it starting, if it's April 17th or beyond, you're, you're free and clear to not eat animals and and laugh. I mean, also, like while you're laughing, I like that. I like that assessment. Uh, it's actually it, like, don't you prefer laughing? Like, and when you're laughing, you can't be eating animals. So, so true. Uh, or you will goes... choke. You will definitely <laughs> yeah. choke. Yeah. I don't want you to choke. Mm-mm. No, we don't want that for people. Um... Jokes, not chokes. <laughs> That's your next <laughs> album title. We got it. We yeah. solved for that. I love it. Uh, didn't even know it was a problem, but we solved for it. Um, <laughs> so. Let's talk a little bit more about uh, your tales of miscommunication. So this podcast is called Wrong Voicemail, Boston Edition. But really what we're getting to uh, in the theme is, okay, someone called us and left us messages thinking we were someone else. So I'm so excited. I've had a few guests on now, and we're just talking about, you know, around that theme, wrong number, wrong voicemail, miscommunication, weird texts, just overall weird things happening with any type of communication. And I love the stories that I'm hearing. So I thought I'd reach out to you and ask, you know, what are your thoughts on that? What are your experiences on that? Do tell. Dish. <laughs> Dish. I like I like that. Uh, so 
I want I I for a while I did have a wrong voicemail saved, but at some point, you know, you you get the the notification or like you get a call from your mother that's like, I can't leave any more messages because your voicemail <laughs> is full. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll get rid of the voicemail from the lady that I don't know. <laughs> but the reason that I kept it was because it was so sweet. Like there was, it sounded like an an older woman, and I listened. I listened all the way through. And here's the thing: in today's day and age, even the voicemail itself is like kind of an uh, not an extinct uh, is being, but it's like certainly endangered in a way. Like uh, you probably you probably know our mutual friend Zach Sherwin. Oh, yeah. uh, and Very funny Zach guy. is a wonderful comedian, rapper, crossword show creator uh and years ago he created a he wrote a song and he performed it for a little while i don't know if it's recorded anywhere but i loved it uh it was called the agreement and the basic concept of the song the premise of the song was that we in this day and age there's basically an agreement between us all that if i see that you called me then I'll call you back. You don't have to leave a message saying, it's me, I'll call you back, because the technology exists for me to see that you called, who you were, and that's all the information that I would ever need. So it's actually, in a way, kind of an aggressive imposition to even <laughs> leave a voicemail. Uh, so, we, look, we, we agree. <laughs> we agree that you don't have to leave one, and if I see that you called, then I'll call you back. The only thing is, if you were, like, underground or on a plane, maybe you wouldn't see that they called because if it just – if it goes right to voicemail, I think, like, that's the exception because then they might not have seen that you called. That part's not in the song. This is my additional, like, behind the uh, my my genius, uh, you know, rap genius kind of uh, interpretation. But uh, so the idea that I also just read this book called Because Internet, uh, which is by a linguist named Gretchen McCulloch, who is really great. The book is great. I really recommend it. It's about how the Internet is full of examples of informal language like there's we know that there's when you speak there's like formal speeches and then there's like the informal speak of everyday life uh and phone calls and things and then for writing there's it for most of written history like most writing was formal you had to be educated to even learn how to write for a long time i mean you still need to be educated to learn how to write you yeah. need to be educated in that way and but now there's so many more examples of informal writing like texts uh for example and so she's analyzing the way that you know language is shifting and there's all these examples of when technology changes depending when you got the internet depending when you got a landline depending when you got uh, a cell phone with texting uh that you have like there here's a specific example like my mother will like answer the phone uh when whenever it rings like her cell phone if we're out to lunch she'll answer the phone uh and that is the thing that is i learned in this book common of a generation for when when it used to be when your phone rang at home and there was no way to have a voicemail if you you didn't know who it was you couldn't call you you had to answer the phone it could have been important so they would always answer the phone and that that sticks even though now we like for a younger generation you're like oh like it's not as urgent in fact it's probably not a real person it's probably a robot or a spam or whatever it is more often than not it so generationally the idea of voicemails you know probably like my mom will leave me more voicemails than a friend will mm -hmm. and uh 
There was, oh yeah, there's a, Paul Reiser is the first comedian that I ever saw uh, do a special on TV. Mm -hmm. And he had this, I love him. I loved it. I love him still. And he had one joke that I loved about how his, he's like, yo, everyone has that older relative, you know, who uh, doesn't, doesn't totally understand the technology. She's like, I'll get a message. And the time that he was telling the joke, it was like on a, an answering machine. And he's like, so my, my aunt, I'll get a message. And she says, uh, Hello. Please tell Paul that I called. (laughs) This is his aunt. She like really thinks that those machines are way more intelligent than they were. I mean, it's it's sort of like a cyclical thing. It goes all the way around because she's like she's used to calling and getting a person and being like, would you please Mm -hmm. call? Uh, And so there's like a misunderstanding of of what is happening. it makes sense completely from her point of view <laughs> and and from his point of view and our point of view we're like oh and there's like a john mulaney bit also that he t- he talks about like famous people and how they it seems like they might be like get mad if somebody if they say diet coke and then nobody brings them a diet coke immediately but it's only because for most of their famous life now whenever they say diet coke uh, a Diet Coke appears, and they're, they're just like, Diet Coke, Diet Coke, Diet Coke. <laughs> and he likens it to back when, you know, when you used to have to call the operator to get connected to somebody, like, you know, decades and decades ago, you would be polite because it was a human being. Right. But now we just, to our phone, we're like, call mom, mom, <laughs> mom. <laughs> and I remember in college, like, <laughs> with my with my roommates, like, that I lived with and loved and cared about, you know, we had, like, sort of a, a shorthand language a shorthand way of communication like that might have been interpreted for rudeness maybe it was rudeness but i think it, it was our rudeness which made it not as much like the way that a, a roast is comedians ideally insulting people that they love and care about so everyone is in on the joke hmm. even if it's the meanest thing you could ever say like in college one of us would be in the kitchen and somebody just be like apple you know and not hey would you please while you're up in the vicinity of the food uh perchance bring me oh you're already back i i wanted an apple it was like an efficiency thing right and so the the idea of like etiquette and etiquette changes over time and as as technology shifts as at depending on the closeness of people in your life in whatever generation they're in so uh, this is all to say <laughs> that I got a voicemail from an older lady, which makes sense that she would be leaving a voicemail. Be- but in this context, so like to have somebody leave a wrong number voicemail, like having her like, I guess it makes sense if you if your outgoing message like isn't clear who it is. If it's just like you have reached this number and like, right. OK, I guess I've reached a number. I wanted to reach a number. So I'll leave this message and and it's for the wrong person. But. This lady, like, I mean, my outgoing voicemail, like, has my name, has my voice and my name. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's it. You've reached me or you haven't reached me. So if you want to reach me, you're you're doing the right thing. Please uh, continue to do the thing. That and is, then you'll reach yes, me. That's exactly your voicemail greeting. Yeah. Good job. And thank you. I, I, I did it so long ago, but uh, you know, I, remember I, I know it. me. I <laughs> like, that's such a Mike uh, Kaplan voicemail greeting. Yes. Uh, thank you. I, that is, that's who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, but I remember getting the message and the message from this lady was something like, oh, oh, hello. I, uh, I, I guess I have the wrong number. <laughs> Bye. 
it was it was as though you know how sometimes like you know if you if you hit your arm on something and then a second later like later than it makes sense to be you're like ow <laughs> like you're like but you already know that you're not hurt you're like uh, oh ow is it safe or like you know a child falls down they look around for their parents and then they're like wah you know like ah or like if you said something and then i said <laughs> what and then as you started saying it again it i i then heard what you said a half a second ago and i'm like no stop it stop stop telling me i know that i asked for it and you're just doing what i asked for but now i don't want it anymore because i don't need it i'm sorry my brain was slow but now oh why are you telling me the same thing twice because i asked because now i hear it i thought i was going to hear it zero times but now i heard it twice uh and so i think uh, that's that's like what happened to this lady. That's this lady. Like she heard that she's like, okay, I'm gonna call. Okay, it's the machine. It's okay. It's I maybe maybe she was calling somebody whose voice. Maybe it was her grandson she was looking for. Maybe it was somebody with a voice. She's like, maybe it, who knows what it was. But it was enough that she was like, this is okay. I guess. And then it beep, and she's like, oh. Um, the thing that I thought was going to happen didn't happen correctly, but now it would be to her. So like to Zach and to our generation, it's almost rude to leave a message sometimes. But to this lady, she would have been like, it would have been rude to not. And also, I appreciate that, especially like there's a thing, uh, a trope among, you know, friends, uh, like comedy friends is like, uh, at least in my experience, is like if you get a phone, like for so many people, if you get a, a phone call from a number that you don't recognize, like I love that today my phone is like call from potential spam. I'm just like, wow, like mm -hmm. how that it has to be like, I guess they probably legally can't be like definitely spam, actually spam <laughs> for sure. Like I know that this is a robot, like we've definitely checked it out. It's nice, like potential, like, you know, 99%, <laughs> you know, you could answer if you want, if you have hope, if you really want to. But like it used to be that if a number just came in and another thing that I, I, I kind of love and also don't understand is when you get a call from a number that's almost your own number, you know, it's like, like my number starts mm -hmm. with 201 because I grew up in New Jersey. And so I'll get a call sometimes from a 201 number and the first three digits will be the same as mine. And I, I don't know even what, like, I understand trying to, like in a time when you used to get calls from people who you lived near be like oh it must be a neighbor a loved one a friend somebody from my community like which now that doesn't even make sense but to have the same almost the exact same number like do, do the robots think like ooh maybe he'll th ooh it's me calling oh I, I better answer is it me from the future is everything okay do I need to go back in time what's gonna happen and <laughs> so while I think I, I appreciate uh, here's the thing is amongst comedian friends, amongst show business uh, people, like if I got a if I get a call from a number that I don't recognize, especially if it's like a New York number or an L.A. number, like the joke is we're like if I'm on the phone with a friend, and I'm like, oh, I'm getting a call from a number I don't recognize. It could be 
the president of show business. <laughs> so yep. I better go click over to see who it is. Oh, it's a cruise that I've won that I yep. uh, have to pay a lot of money to go on. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, don't you know that there's a pandemic uh, cruise <laughs> robot um, that came from a long time ago? You didn't? Okay, great. You're from the past? Okay. Uh, time travel. I got to go back. Okay. I got to tell them that there's going to be a pandemic. No more cruises. Um, so... I appreciate, like, in in the world where if I miss a call from a number that I don't recognize, then I always want, I'm like, of course, potential spam, but also potential president of show business. Right. So if I didn't know, it's always, to me, valuable. So it's like, for some people, not older people, not rude to leave a message. Younger people, yes, rude to leave a message. Show business younger people, again, for me, back to not rude to leave a message because for this lady, I was so grateful. I was like, I wonder what number that is. Who is that number? What is it? Is it a possible opportunity? And is it, will I always, because not knowing is such a, a powerful, uh, uh, you know, a, a thing that, even if the news is going to be bad, like it all, it ends up like this lady, I think, was not the president of show business. She was not calling with a job opportunity. She was not calling to <laughs> offer me anything. But I rather know that than not know whether it was that or possibly something else. You know, this is all like amplified for comedic uh, intent. But <laughs> but for real, I that feeling exists. Like sometimes when the phone rings, like I guess I'm like. Maybe I am. I have some of my mother in me. Half, I think. And I, I, if I understand genetics correctly, which I am sure that I don't. But, uh, like, my mother wants to answer the phone every time because it could be important. And I also am like, ooh, like for me, for a different reason, it could be important. Like, I'm like my mom, but different. Exactly. That's That's like I'm like a, a product, like, new and the same, you know? Like, like my mom, same, same, same great genetics, brand new packaging, you know, so different true. environment. <laughs> That's so true. That's how you should introduce yourself. Like my mom, but different. <laughs> yeah. Hello, I'm my mom. In fact, oh, this is kind of a, here's a, here's a weird thing. Um, when I was in college, uh, you could, this is the first time that I had like my own, I guess when I was in high school, I did have my own phone line. And so maybe I, I don't know if I had my own machine. Ooh, you, know, you had to your answer. own phone line in high school. That was like a cool kid thing. It was, I think, oh, you know, that eventually it was for the internet. Okay. Like, I think, you know, like it was when you had to dial up right, or whatever. Right, right. So it. it was good to have a phone line and then a different phone line that wouldn't get interrupted. But yeah, it was my mom. I guess my mom, <laughs> my mom got me a cool kid thing. Yeah, she did. But she was like, you can talk to all your friends. And I'm like, are you making fun of me? <laughs> um, she's like, no, I love you. Uh, so... But when I got to college, I, it was the first time that I had, you know, my own phone line in my room and you get to set up your own voicemail. And one of a thing that I thought would be funny, like instead of I feel like now one of the ways that I like to be funny is to be funny and also tell the truth. Like when I leave my voicemail now, I'm like, you've reached me, but also you haven't reached me. So like that is a fun thing and also the truth. Whereas here's a thing, here's the way that I did it mm -hmm. when I was in college. My my outgoing voicemail message said something like, you've reached Mike Kaplan and or your mother. <laughs> and technically speaking that is true uh you did it's one of us it's me and or i'm 
maybe I, I don't think I'm your mother, but I'm definitely, I, I, I think I'm me. So, but here's the thing that happened once is uh, a professor called me. And so I got a message that from a professor that was like, what what is this about my mother? And <laughs> basically did you this... did like a yo mama joke to your professor inadvertently. And I was like, you're a prof now I'm like, you're a professor. Like how do you not understand uh that that wasn't to you? I was like, Oh, I can't wait till this professor calls because I'm really gonna How did you know about my mother? What is it about my mother? But the point of this is all to say, I've never made this connection before, is that uh, it was actually you've reached Mike Kaplan and my mother, because I am my mother. So you are a little bit. This is, oh my gosh, we just figured that out, for real. <laughs> oh yeah, like the, the yo mama joke is like a classic way to insult someone, right. which I realize is, I used to think, like why is it insulting? I mean, obviously people love their mothers, but it seemed like, I, I, was, I always felt like if somebody was like, your mother is something, and I'm like, yeah, and I'm a different person, so you can't, you're not hurting <laughs> exactly. me. It's like, but, and she but, taught me very clear boundaries, so you're insulting yeah. her right now, and she did a great yeah, job. Yeah, like if... If you were insulting, if you were saying telling me a yo mama joke like while I was in the womb, like Different. I get it because Different story. Like, hey, I'm at one point a part of her body couldn't survive right. without her. Now I can survive without her. Don't want to survive without her. Like hopefully there is an old a Buddhist <laughs> blessing that says grandparent dies, parent dies, child dies, and that's a blessing because that's the order that you want it right. to happen. You like uh, I feel like whoever came up with that blessing the person that they told it to first was probably like do we have to say it like that though can we do it a yeah like, like in a, a different slight, way <laughs> a slight tweak uh, can i offer an alt like maybe less focused on the, death does the it death? have to have killing the in it part? yeah <laughs> uh, oh. how about aka i feel like um, though that buddhist blessing is the perfect way to reply to anyone giving a yo mama joke because first of all oh, it's true oh, yeah and second of all it's funny because it will confuse them <laughs> oh yeah i mean that is a way sometimes people ask me like how do you deal with hecklers and i say well i just uh you know remember that they're going to die and so am i and so is everyone so uh you know it makes it all the more precious you know uh they're basically the child i'm like and child dies so uh but i remember i used to think that yo mama jokes like they don't hurt me because i'm not my mama you know but now i'm like oh now i am my mama so probably like i've grown i've matured i'm i'm no more my mama and i'm actually farther removed from when i actually was literally but that's the way that uh that life goes sometimes is like you're it's one thing and then you're like no it's not that thing and like okay it's that thing yep, that's, yep, that's yep. the Ooh, thing it is like the cycle of resisting the change no change no change and then you're like oh wait all it is is change i have to accept all all the change and you're like okay <laughs> yeah and so that's why i now i now as as a man in my 40s finally understand why a yo mama joke can be as hurtful as it could be and why a my mama joke can be so loving you know it's like my mama is so something how something is she i don't know but it's me so i can like talking about your own family self-deprecating like self so it's safe <laughs> Yes. And I also thought about this, like with respect to Buddhism, uh, uh, a thing that I like a lot. Also, can I tell you, I thought about this today or yesterday. Uh, do you know the old Mitch Hedberg joke, uh, which all every Mitch Hedberg joke is an old Mitch Hedberg joke. I've actually I've written some new ones. But uh, <laughs> this old Mitch Hedberg joke where he says, like, I don't have a girlfriend, but I do know a girl who would be real mad if she heard me say that. <laughs> yep. 
And so here's the thing. Uh, yesterday, I uh, I did Joe List's podcast. Uh, Joe List, wonderful comedy friend from Boston as well. Yeah. Tuesdays and with Stories. Joe, we should plug that, right? Is that oh is it yes? The it's Tuesdays actually, with Stories, or is it a new podcast he's doing? He that is one of his podcasts. He does have his a new podcast on his own called Mindful Metal Jacket. Right. That's right. Uh, so we got to tell people to look uh, that up. It, I'll put it in the show. Oh yes. Notes. Very good. <laughs> Please, yes, yeah, Joe. Uh, he talks to friends and uh, and other folks about his anxieties, their anxieties, how people address and uh, endeavor to be mindful. Uh, and so, one of the things we talk about is Buddhism. Like I've I've read a lot about uh, about Buddhism, and I've studied it. I've engaged with it, and so has Joe. Uh, and he said to me, he's like, "So we're both practicing Buddhists, right?" And I was like. And it, it occurred, I didn't think of this in the moment, but I thought later, I'm like, I'm not a practicing Buddha, but I do know a Buddha that would be pretty okay either way if he heard me say that probably, so. You just just lifted that Mitch Hedberg algorithm and plop, plop, plop. It's, it's pretty fun. And so the reason that I say this, though, is that in a sense, you know, one of the, you know, the idea that we are all one that, you know, uh, which in today's day and age, in a very real way, we're like, oh, like the with the coronavirus you know you can't just be like well i'm i'm okay and i'm gonna be okay like it's also important to think about well even if you are how do you know you are okay like perhaps you're asymptomatic perhaps you you could still depending no matter what your age and health is like there's no guarantees for anyone so the best thing that we can all do is be like oh protecting ourselves is protecting others like and that's such a, a buddhist concept and such like just a, a common sense logical in these times and always concept that we that we are all interconnected we are a, you know a, a species that is communal we we need each other like we've risen to the top of the food chain by cooperation and collaboration not competition really that we're by helping yourself you can help others and by helping others you help yourself and uh so with respect to all that, because we are all one, any yo mama joke is a my mama joke. So <laughs> any insulting is actually self-deprecating. It's so true. Oh, my gosh. You've just taken comedy and explained it to the masses. Like, e even those insult comedians are no longer insult comedians. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Prop comedians, though, are still prop comedians, which can be very. That is correct. I mean, yeah. it can be insulting to the senses or not. It just depends on how personally you want to take it, which you shouldn't take it personally because we're we're all one so we figured that out yeah let me let me actually go a little further into prop comedy because the idea is that you know uh sometimes people like the the comedy the stand-up purists are like stand-up is just a person talking into a microphone mm -hmm. and if you have other things that aren't the microphone those props like that's like a crutch that's something that you need that's more that you're not enough just by yourself but also all the matter and energy that we are is constantly shifting and that we our bodies themselves like do you need any specific part of your body like there are comedians who are missing Missing various body parts like are they she, more yes. comedians right. perhaps like yeah I think that they are they more like doing more with less in a way and so doing it's and the answer is no of course like if you are a comedian you are a comedian regardless of like the size of your body the shape of your body the the things that you're wearing the things that you're holding the like a prop could be a part of a person's body depending like you know my girlfriend just uh, broke her ankle a few months ago and now has a metal plate and screws in her ankle if she did comedy we'd be like uh sorry that's uh <laughs> so 
this lady that left me this message, I'm very grateful to and for because of because of her sweetness and because of her providing the information that I would have wanted had she not provided the information, <laughs> even though the information was there is no valuable information here, which itself was valuable information. And so I it actually harkens me back to a time hark. I think that's that sounds right. Yes. Uh, it hearkens me. Um, <laughs> You're hard. Yeah, 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 I'll say you've it. been harked. <laughs> My new uh, Ashton Kutcher style prank show. Yeah. Hey, hey, do you remember the past? You've been harked. <laughs> um, where I used to like, I used to leave certain friends voicemails like for fun all the time. Like, and certain friends would kind of like when I was leaving them the message, even though they weren't like actively responding I would imagine them actively responding and so I would like start talking and like then it would be like a joke and I'd be like oh and probably you'll think this and then this and I'd end up leaving you know like two minute messages three minute messages like for fun they were kind of like you know interactive you know friendship performance pieces which (laughs) I now have some friends that are not leaving voicemails but are using the record your voice and then send the file as like a text function which now it seems like high tech in a way, but it's almost literally just a voicemail. It's like it is. I had I, I used to read Archie comics growing up, and I still do sometimes. Mm-hmm. And there was one where, like maybe from the fifties or sixties, the Archie and the gang were at like an antique fair, and they found an iron, but it was like an old fashioned iron that was literally just like a hunk of iron mm-hmm. in the shape of what we know as an iron, because that's the way irons used to work: is you heat it up on the stove, right. and then it was hot, and then you'd press your clothes with that iron. It was just, it was literally just a hunk of iron. And then in the joke was that these kids were like, oh my God, look at this high tech cordless iron. Look at this. You don't, (laughs) no cord to trip on. This is so amazing. I wonder if more things are going to be like this, like the, you know, the cyclicality. And, and so I feel like that's what the, maybe the voicemail will have a resurgence because it's like, oh, talking, oh, talking, ooh, typing, ooh, just writing. Hey, we're back. Ooh, emojis. We're back to cave drawings now. Look, the highest, the highest form of community, like the, the most modern form of communication is now what cave people look, look, let's go, let's go gather some berries, you know? Let's convene ooh. in circles and tell each other stories. Oh, that's stand up comedy. <laughs> like, we- yeah, yeah, it's the more things so change, I, huh? <laughs> I also I want to just add, like the idea of the wrong. I love I love the concept of this show, and I love all, the whole conversation we're having, and even the concept of a wrong number. You know, like is itself like cause, you know, that lady wasn't looking for me, but to me that ended up being like the right message, right? And. Because, and it's also like the number isn't wrong. It's all relative because it's the right number. My number is the right number to somebody, but it's the quote unquote wrong number to somebody else. It's like I, I thought about this recently that if a if a child loses a tooth, it's like it's only lost to the mouth. It's actually the most found <laughs> tooth. It's like, oh, hey, I got it right here. Like lost and found like it's lost to somebody. It's found to somebody else. Like right. if a child, if you're lost at the mall and you can't find your parents, like you're not to them, you're lost to yourself. You're like, I'm the only one who knows where any where I, I'm here. Yeah. Like I'm like we're always in some ways found to ourselves. We're always the right number. Yeah. It's always the right the like it's us for it, it depends it all so 
It all depends on your perspective. It does. Is what no, I, say. I hear you. I mean, I'm, I'm always thinking about like this duality that we live in and how it doesn't make any sense because actually it's just all one thing, right? But then people don't think that way. They're like, right or wrong, <laughs> black or white, <laughs> you know, male or female. It's like, no, definitely that's not. Everything is just kind of bumping along, you know? That's what's happening. Yay. And I feel like it's in our Bump face more. Okay. Like, definitely in our face more when you think about things exactly like what you're talking about. It's like, no, this voicemail that we got, the first one, we're like, what? Who's that? Well, that was funny. So to us, it was not wrong. It was hilarious. And if it's hilarious, it is right. You know? So we're like, we're just going to keep that and forget about it for a few years. And like with the woman who called you, right? You were like, well, that was funny. I'm going to keep it for a long time. And of course it was right because now we get to talk about it. And that's a beautiful thing. (laughs) Yes. And and also, it wouldn't make sense. Imagine if you had called your show right voicemail be like why (laughs) we just like to talk to people about all the correct voicemails that like it it's such i got a voicemail that my uh dry cleaning was ready okay bye (laughs) (laughs) that would be the best podcast it's it's sort of like i think this is from anna karenina uh like the beginning of it it says something like you know uh functional families you know are all alike they're all like you know happy families maybe happy families are all happy in the same way but unhappy families are all unhappy in different ways something like that so like right voicemails are all just so right that you don't even think about them why would you even be like oh i got a i got a call from my dry cleaner that's pretty nice uh it's because i like my dry it's just your life it just happens it goes forward but it's only when there is one that you're like wait a second Mm -hmm. you know uh a, a person who and i you know i this lady she didn't seem unhappy to me, but she she just she, she was like, oh, there was like a wistfulness, a wistful poignance. Be like, oh, I I wish I got the right number, but I I suppose I mean I whoever that lady is, I I hope she's alive and I hope she's listening and I hope she recognizes herself in in this. Oh, and I that would be a beautiful the- gift. Yeah. That would be amazing. Oh, my God, Mike. You just basically, I'm so happy that you decided to do this because I feel like you just did a tight 35 minutes on the topic of miscommunication and how communication has changed over the years and between generations, among generations, and how actually it's not miscommunication at all. It's correct communication. So thank you so much. That was great. Thank you. I feel like you have to re-listen to it. And like that was, yeah, that was a good tight 30 for you, you know, like... (laughs) I I really, you know, uh, sometimes when I'm doing podcasts, like I'll have my digital recorder nearby. And if I'm like, if I sense, I'm like, I'm about to say something that I might want to remember for later. I'll record it on a thing that's already being recorded yep. and my friend who's recording me will will be like why are you double re-? I'm because like I'm you've about been to conditioned to do that you're just like the old yes. person who will always pick up the wall phone and be like hello like <laughs> yeah I'm like I'm not I'm, I for the most part like I I mostly don't listen back to podcasts yeah. that I'm a guest on because I'm like I said it who I don't need to listen to me from the past I'm actually probably older and wiser and more experienced now yeah. than that person so what do I have to learn from them just the things that I said <laughs> that I might want to remember fair enough and also I have my own recording so I don't have to listen to the podcast <laughs> That's it for this episode of Wrong Voicemail Podcast. Huge thanks to you, our listeners. Stay in touch. Email us with your thoughts, questions, wrong voicemails at wrongvm 
pod at gmail.com. No, really. If you've gotten a wrong voicemail, send it to us or just describe it in your email. Who knows? Maybe we'll do a dramatic recreation of it. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Wrong Voicemail Pod. Wrong Voicemail Podcast is created and produced by me, Maria Champa, with lots of help from co-host and husband, Justin Carr, the recipient of all the wrong voicemails. Theme music is composed and performed by the illustrious Max Butler. Please visit his site at maxwellbutler.net to see and hear everything else he works on, including live performances, vintage instrument restoration, essays, and more. Wrong Voicemail Pod art was designed and created by the talented Clay Morell. Find him at Clay Morell on Instagram. That's M-U-R-R-E-L-L. And don't forget to rate and review us in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Podcasts, or wherever you listen, because it helps people to find our show. And we like that, because we love making this stuff. And if you haven't already, tell a friend about this show. Tell someone in Boston politics about this show. Tell your ma about this show. Why not? I like them apples.